Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Derek. And we would like to welcome you to Planet Bob, where we talk about the movies and shows that made their way to our little corner of the galaxy this week. Alright, so here we are with our first in what will likely be many Apocalypse episodes. There's a lot of good Apocalypse movies. Uh, yeah. Or shows. Figuratively tons. <laughs> We're going to say literally and then I decided I shouldn't say that because people on the internet could be pedantic. <laughs> they could be. I know because I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> True. Speaking from experience, are you? Absolutely. Turn up the gain a little bit here. There we there go. There we go. Now we're cooking, aren't we? Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> Alright, so we watched Book of Eli, Hell Comes to Frogtown, and The Boy and His Dog. In that order. Yes. We coincidentally watched in the exact same order. Yes, that's funny how that worked out. And Derek took a page out of our book and waited till today to finish watching the movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, hey, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, it's usually what you guys do. Yeah, usually we're just finishing an episode of Lost when you get in. Yeah. <laughs> when you come down the stairs, we're just finishing. My mother-in-law was down the weekend, so I just blame her. Yeah, I actually met her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they went into the store. Yeah, and uh, Mackenzie said that you, you always come home happy after the show, so that made us feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Derek doesn't hate us. <laughs> he has fun doing this. <laughs> yeah, that's Even right. Even though Dylan forgot to introduce him like 900 times. The first time. <laughs> I fixed it in the second episode. Yeah, and then over-introduced Matt. To just make him feel special. Yeah, that's right. He is an internet <laughs> star, though. Yeah, he, like... <laughs> I don't have any internet. Of the three of us, he would be the one that would be most known to the people on the internet. <laughs> Not that that means a lot, but... <laughs> no, I don't think that's anything great. From the JAMA movies, not a lot of fame was generated. <laughs> <laughs> that's unfortunate, though. Well, I guess since we got three movies to cover, we should uh, maybe get into it. Yeah, so I thought it was funny that... For apocalypse movies, we just happen to pick three that revolve around a nuclear disaster. Yeah, well, at least for the for the second and third, it was it was topical at the time. Yeah, like uh, Boy and His Dog, I think was nineteen seventy five, and Hell Comes to Frogtown was nineteen eighty eight. So they're both taking place during the Cold War. The Cold War was in the sixties. It was a long, long time. It didn't end until eighty something. Call Brittany. Brittany would know. I could look it up online. Brittany, or you could look it up online. We need you. <laughs> Cold War knowledge. There was a, there was a, an extended period where nuclear annihilation was a, a, a threat. Yes, good old nuclear. Book of Book of Eli's. Well, after that, but <laughs> I guess before the threat of biological. Oh, okay, you know, nineteen forty-seven to nineteen ninety-one. Wow, that's kind of agreed upon. Yeah, well, it's it's hard to to really say when the Cold War was because it wasn't really a war. Yeah. There was no, the no shots fired. It was a spy game. It was like... Unless you're in these movies and then all hell broke loose. Yeah. <laughs> all hell comes to Frogtown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is really, of all of them, I would much prefer to live in the world of Frogtown. Yeah, because at least you have Roddy Piper around. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, it seems... Decent enough. Like, people have jobs. There's society. All three movies are very rapey, though. They are very rapey. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but, like, at least with Frogtown, like, he is not interested. No, he wants, to, ha he wants to have sex with women. He doesn't want to... 
He just wants to have sex with whatever woman he wants to. He doesn't want to... Who's willing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she's, like, got because... her timer on, like, can't do your thing, and he's like, ah, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, like... the first girl they run across who's fertile, he, they try to get him to just throw it in her. <laughs> and he's like, well, come on, I, I want a little romance first. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he pretty much does everything but come right out and say, I don't want to rape anyone, lady. Yeah, yeah. The end. Like, you're messed up. She didn't brush her teeth. and <laughs> yeah. yeah, I liked his excuses. Yeah. It's coming up with all these excuses. Yeah. I've injected her with Ovidal to facilitate procreation. That's why you're here, remember? Just like that? Yeah, she's ovulating and you've got a high count. Let's go. Oh, come on. I can't work like this. Come on, Hellman, it's late, and I'm tired. She's never ever brushed her teeth. What is the matter? Well, she's not my type, huh? Your type? Yeah. You have preferences. Well, yeah, you know, if I kind of know her, and there's a little chemistry there, and you know, a little atmosphere would be nice. Oh, next you're going to be telling me you have to be in love first? Well, maybe you ought to try making love to a complete stranger in the middle of a hostile mutant territory and see how you like it. It's but that lady is crazy. The blonde? Yeah. Yeah, she's nuts. Yeah. Spangle? What kind of name is Spangle? Spangle, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, his last name is kind of weird, but it's... He goes by hell, but he's actually Sam Hellard or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, there's a... Right at the beginning Helmet? of the movie... That would make sense. Yeah, right at the beginning of the movie, they show a wanted poster for him, and it says captured across it. And it states his name. It's just Sam Hell something. I don't. I don't remember what how it. Yeah, I remember it. seeing the poster, but I, don't, I didn't, didn't actually read it. Yeah. Well, it's only on the screen for a couple, for a second or two, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll get this this spoiler out of the way right at the beginning. Uh, in Book of Eli, Eli is blind. They don't tell you that right at the beginning of the movie. And you wouldn't be able to tell that by the way he's. I mean, there are kicking ass. Well, go back and watch. Yeah. It. For yeah, the first time watcher, I yeah. didn't get it until 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 they show yeah. the, the Braille Bible. Exactly, yeah. And, and I like the way they do that because there are lots of clues, and you can see them if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't know what you're looking for, you don't you don't think to look for anything. Like right at the beginning, he's walking he's walking uh, past that car. He, the cat that he killed, he slaps that against the car door, so he knows what it is. Oh yeah. He opens the door and. He's like reaching down where where the feet of the driver would be to presumably to find boots. We're like, why isn't he looking? Why is he feeling? Why didn't he just look in the window? And then there's like every time he walks up to uh every time he walks up to a building he'll do like a little click in his mouth, which I don't know if it was very popular at the time, but there's a person around now who teaches blind people to use echolocation. Oh really? So he'll make clicking noises with his mouth. And yeah, he can tell where objects are. He doesn't use a cane or anything. Uh, he can tell more or less where objects are. Yeah. And he'll just be strolling around like any old sighted person. Uh, so Eli like does he that. He kicks the stairs. Yeah, when he to walks up to a building, he kicks there. the stair to see to see what it is, see if it's a stair he can step on. Yeah. At the at the cannibal's house, he walks right past a sign that says no trespassing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't see it. That's a huge clue right there. Yeah. But again, if you don't know what you're looking for, that's right. I thought he was he just saying it just for saying it. The Bible, and he's talking about it. You can tell that his eyes are closed. Yeah, in the very beginning of the movie, he's he's sitting there, and you can see him mouthing words, and his eyes are closed. He's he's reading the Bible, but his eyes are closed. So that's another big clue. 
Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm reiterating. <laughs> You're repeating. <laughs> reiterating. <laughs> yeah, like I say, I didn't catch it till they find out. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't want to tell you because that, like, it's a it's a really good twist and and it's it's set up, but you don't you can't see it unless you know what you're looking for like exactly I said. yeah so i didn't want to tell you because yeah. that would ruin the ending so i hope that everyone is heeding my warnings before listening to this okay well sorry about that we had a, a little phone interruption there i really need to take the phone out of the room before we start <laughs> <recording>. <laughs> this that's has okay. happened too phone many times. ringing dog barking whatever that's what makes the show real <laughs> yeah that's true yeah we real live. real world guys <laughs> we clearly don't record in the studio <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> or we're too dumb. I don't even bother to take the phone out of the room before before we start recording. <laughs> but anyway, I would like to to go back to where I was. That I hope everyone is listens to the warning that I've been giving and doesn't listen to this show before watching this movie because we will have just ruined the entire movie for them. Well, like I said, if you're listening to a podcast about these movies and you don't expect us to talk about these movies, then that's your own fucking stupid fault. That is true. Whoa, we can't be expected whoa, to avoid spoilers. Whoa. Do you disagree with me? No. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. That's just, that's just how Derek create, generates controversy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He brings the conflict to the show. Yeah. Yeah, he, he instigates things by going, whoa. Yeah. Okay, well, here's some controversy. I think the people on IMDb are spun if they don't think that dude was blind. Yeah, it was. there's a couple people on, oh, on really? the IMDb boards that think that he's sighted. Oh, yeah? And I'm like... What would be the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> what, what what are they revealing at the end if he's actually sighted the whole time? Well, and like I said, there was that study done talking about how very, very few parents of um, deaf children actually make the effort to learn sign language. Oh, really? Very few. They'll get their kids sign language lessons, but they won't take them themselves. Yeah. And it's common. So, like, how many people who aren't blind can actually read Braille? Yeah. Probably very few. Exactly. Like, why would you go to all that effort if you weren't either teaching it or reading it yourself? And where would you have learned Braille in the post-apocalyptic world? Yeah. Someone someone actually suggested that the Bible was originally printed, and then God magically made it Braille to protect it somehow. Yeah, Even I though it's got no. a giant cross on the front. That's possible. <laughs> No. But I think it's cool because it's the only reason that that Bible would have survived because they burned them all. Yeah. They're probably like, what's this? Nobody knows already. Whatever. Just leave it. <laughs> Although I think the giant cross on the front would the probably be... all these bumps. Yeah. <laughs> I think the giant cross on the front is a bit of a giveaway yeah. if you know what you're looking for. Kind of like you, or it could you be know like he's blind. any other religious text from that far back when they were actually binding books with leather like yeah but why would there be a cross on it if it's not Christian well it could be Christian without being the Bible it's like how every piece of art from like 15, 1600 is religious like every single one that's <laughs> what people did it's what they talked about it's all they had <laughs> religion was their world it's like nothing else going on that's right there wasn't much happening back then <laughs> was there? war war but that's why people needed religion that's right to start wars <laughs> Now I'm going to do it. Whoa. <laughs> Derek did that one. He took yeah. it there. Yeah. yeah. Now now Derek is literally generating controversy. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure that most of our audience is 
atheist or agnostic, but yeah, you never know. Now we're gonna you alienate that one portion. <laughs> the one portion. Yeah. Who can we all get rid of? Let's find out. <laughs> Who can we anger this week? <laughs> well, um, another. Well, and I, I even wrote. I said, of course, an apocalypse movie would include God. He causes all sorts of issues. <laughs> <laughs> but, if... but it's true though, because they're like the whole reason that there was nuclear war was partly over the Bible, and I mean that's not historically inaccurate. Like you're not wrong. No. Well, that's what they. <laughs> that's what they say in the movie that. People say that the Bible was the cause of the war, but we don't know for sure what it what the actual cause was, because we're jumping into the story 30, 30 plus years after the world ended. Story, it's like it's like that. What is it? Chinese telephone? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like the stories get passed down, things get mixed up. But I mean, that goes <laughs> with the theme of the movie too, right? Because to me, the theme of the movie is that religion is either awesome or horrible, completely dependent on who you put it whose hands you put it into. Exactly. Well, and it, it's also whether you follow the message or you're just preaching the message. Yeah. Because at the very beginning, Eli ignores that woman being raped and murdered. Yeah. But later in the movie, he saves Solara from being raped and probably murdered. Yeah. And then he explains to her that somewhere along the way, he forgot that the message of the book is more important than the contents. Yeah, like it's no good saving it if you're just gonna let bad things happen to people. And not yeah, make what's any what's the point help? of preserving exactly, this book yeah. if you're not you're, gonna look out for your neighbor? Yeah, if you're not gonna follow its teachings, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I think certain Christian Christian denominations should uh, follow that lesson. Oh, Westboro. <laughs> yes, we're being very specific here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every Christian group agrees that the, the Westboro, Westboro Baptist, Baptist Church, Church needs to go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they have too many supporters. No, they have no supporters. Anywhere. Beyond themselves. None. Zero. That's, it's like a really great unifying force, those guys. Yes. Because everyone hates them. Yeah, everyone. they're very they're very good at bringing people together yeah. in, their, <laughs> yeah, in right. their hatred of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're good for that, for sure. But I mean, what's his face there? Gary Oldman? Carnegie. Carnegie. Yeah, he's a bad dude, man. Yeah, he's not a nice guy. Yeah, he needs to not have that Bible. And I like that she's like, <laughs> I can't read that, sucker, you suck. <laughs> and she reveals that his his leg wound, his bullet wound in his leg has gone gangrenous and he's dying. Yeah. yeah. She just yeah. walks away because he can't do anything anymore. Yeah. She smells him. Yeah. She could smell death on him. That's gross. Yeah, it is kind of <laughs> gross. Kind of awesome, though. It's <laughs> like, nope. The smile on her face. The way she plays it is great. I just thought it was funny that you were like, Jessica Beals in that movie? Like, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> never would have That's recognized her. her in that role. <laughs> no. She looks very different from anything else I've seen her in. Yeah, I don't know. I recognized her, but... Again, you're better at actresses than I am. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. This is going to be a running theme of this show. You're going to re- recognize actresses all over the place. I'm going to have no clue who anyone is. Yeah, but... <laughs> There's no actresses in Hell Comes to Frogtown or uh, no, no, the stock that I recognized. Except for the one that was in X-Files, but that's not surprising. Yeah, the, the one lady <laughs> who's uh, part of the council in the uh, the underground, the no, underworld? No, the oh, woman who you, You're talking about Hell Comes to Frogtown. Yeah, Hell Comes to Frogtown. There's a woman in um, uh, A Boy and His Dog who I've seen in a lot of things, but I can't name any off, my, off the top of my head. Mm. Well, that's no good. Familiar face? Yeah. Yeah. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> Usually I'll have, have the wherewithal to look these things up, but... Yeah. When I'm doing a show, no. No. <laughs> Why would Fuck I do it. that? Yeah. Why would I prepare properly? I'd bother to prepare. What did you think of Eli? I liked it. I thought the uh, 
the cinematography and it was great too like yeah it's a really good looking movie yeah it is, it is actually it's it's a uh, it looks it's a great it's color a, palette it's a wasteland obviously but yeah. it's shot really well why does everyone end up in the desert well in this case it's well, in all three of these cases, really, it would be because nuclear fallout killed everything. Well, and we get that in A Boy and His Dog, but in Eli, aren't they in the desert? Like, aren't they in... Well, he's trekking a... Uh, like, aren't they around Nevada, and then they go into California? Yeah, he ends up in California, but things are still pretty rocky and, and dirt-covered Yeah, there, too. They just seem a lot nicer in San Francisco. Yeah, because it seemed to get more... It seemed to get brighter... Yeah. yeah, they got there. Like, yeah, I think there were some where, trees. Yeah, and green. but that's also likely symbolism. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's also that there's also that that thing where certain areas of the U.S. are are shot with different filters. Like, if you watch a show that's based in Miami, it's going to be kind of orange. Yeah. yeah. You watch a show that takes place in L.A., it's going to be like white light. Uh, something shot in New York is going to be kind of gray and dirty looking. It's true. It's it's kind of a way to, to place your movie in a certain location without actually saying where it is. Yeah. Although, in most of those cases, they, they're pretty blatant about telling you where they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, should we kind of move on to more Frogtown or Boyan's Dog? Let's talk, about like, the old, uh, let's talk about the old couple in the house. The old couple? Oh, the oh they are crazy. Yeah. yeah. I like that they kind of team up for a second, though, to, yeah. to fight Carnegie yeah. and, his, and his men. I like the way that whole scene was shot when they were shooting at them through the house and the, like the pieces of the house were flying everywhere and it was kind of like almost like slow motion when everything was falling but it wasn't. It yeah. It looked yeah. really neat the way they did that. Yeah, that's... Whoever was in charge of cinematography for this movie should have gotten an award if yeah. they didn't. Same at the first scene too when he shoots the cat. Yeah. Too, yeah. That was really cool the way they shot that. Well, and that's, a, that's another thing that... that hints at him being blind you think you're hearing his heartbeat but he's actually listening for the cat he's hearing the cat's heartbeat as it's as it's going for the bait like he's been set up there for a while yeah, yeah. just yes. waiting for something to come along and uh i wanted to talk about this other thing uh, someone one particular poster i'm not going to mention their name but they <laughs> they said that uh they got mad at this movie and they turned it off in the bar scene when he shoves the cat because they're like, it, he's abusing an animal. That pissed me off so bad. But I'm like, if you get to the end of the movie, and you, when you realize he's blind, he the cat didn't make any noise. He just yeah. felt something touch his hand. Okay, but more importantly, though, how can you watch a person get raped Yeah. and then be like, he shoved the cat and that pissed me off? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, the cat really? is the breaking you point watch after a rape, the person gets raped. And that's cool. You're cool yeah. with that. But the, sh the cat shoving bothers you? He, he shoved the cat. He didn't beat it. No. I, I, I yeah, he didn't rape the cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I didn't find it. Uh... <laughs> and like I said, he like, doesn't you're even. You're a disgusting misogynist. I think <laughs> he doesn't even know it's a cat. No, he just feels something brush against his hand. Because up until it could be a big hairy spider. Until he shoves the cat. <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking nuts. Until he shoves the cat, it doesn't make a noise, and then it hisses. He didn't. I don't think he knew that it was a cat that touched him. Yeah. He thought something was going for a shit, so he shoved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he even apologizes to the guy after. Like, I'm sorry about your cat. He seemed genuine about it, too. And then he slams the guy's face against the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he recognizes that guy as the rapist from earlier. Yeah. yeah. That's the whole reason he actually goes to that bar in the first place. He hears the bikes pull up, and he recognizes the sound of the engines. He doesn't actually look when he hears them, them drive up, but he knows it's the bikers. He goes over to the bar, and uh, 
takes all those fuckers out. That was a really <laughs> cool fight scene too. It was really good. He'd and be, uh, uh, he'd be kick ass in The Walking Dead. Yes, he would. <laughs> and you'll also notice that when he, in that first fight against the hijackers, he draws them into a dark area where they're as limited as he is. Only he's been living with his blindness for okay. They're he's been blind for thirty years. He's been blind since the the Flash, as he calls it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's where the burns on his back came from as well. Yeah. They only show it in the one in the one scene, but he's got pretty massive Nasty burns looking. on his back. Yeah. And I think he was in a too close proximity to one of the nuclear bombs when they went off. No eye protection. Yeah. Fried his fried his corneas, and there you go. There you have it. I do like the way that they refer to it as as the Flash. The Flash, flash yeah. That they give it a, a mythology in a way by by naming it. You get another boop burp on. I'm not sure if that one registered, but we all heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I like I like that Carnegie kind of uh, represents all the people who misrepresent the Bible's message. Yeah, that's right. Because he wants to he wants to use the Bible to control, control people. people. Yeah, exactly. Re- whereas Eli wants to pass this message message along an important message that we need to help each other. Yeah. It just shows that the Bible can be used for almost anything you want it to. It can be used for good or bad. Mm-hmm. Depending on, on the person it. in control yeah. of it. Gary Oldman, yeah. of course, did a great job. I like this. Yeah, he, he was very good in this yeah. movie. He's good always, Yeah, though. he always is, actually. Like, when is he Gary always Oldman not good? <laughs> he does always bring it. Uh, speaking of Gary Oldman bringing it, we'll have to do a Fifth Element show at some point. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> I Let's don't know. Do I assume you've movies. seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. From your reaction, times. it seems yes. like you've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> but he he kills it in that movie. He does. Yeah. But we won't talk about that one too much. No, we won't. We're going to do a show about that later. <laughs> uh, I thought it was interesting too that after he saves or uh, when he meets Lara in the in his room, uh, they they sit down to eat together, and he teaches her to pray before eating the same way he does. Yeah. He's like, we don't eat until until we do this. This is our little before dinner ritual. I thought that was interesting because it, then it shows her at the end of the movie doing the doing same the thing. Same, yeah, exactly. And I liked how uh, ha- the actual physical book wasn't that important because he had spent the last 30 years memorizing the entire so Bible. they all up in his head, yeah. Yeah, he had the book in his head, so the physical book was less important. That poor <coughs> bastard had a lot of writing to do though, when he was... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boog, come here. Come here. Stop ruining the recording. Light up. Come on. <laughs> Here. That's our job. Lie down. Yeah, we already do a good enough job of that. Yeah, and I like. I also liked how they that uh, Malcolm McDowell's character and the the people that are preserving knowledge they've taken up residence in Alcatraz. Yeah, that's right. Which is probably the safest place they could be. Unless you're Sean Connery, he's getting in there. Oh, there you go. I was yeah. worried how I was gonna get him in there, and you just there like let just me. Handed it to you. Yeah, he just gave it to me. Always got to get the Sean Connery in we, there. We found our Sean yeah. Connery connection for this episode. Yay! <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, 24 minutes in. You were worried. There we go. I was worried. <laughs> I was a little bit too. I'm like, well, Sarah was. I know, I mentioned it. She's like, well, how are we going to connect Sean Connery to these movies? <laughs> there we go. We did it. We did it. Alcatraz. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> uh, should we go on to How Comes the Frogton? Sure, I love Frogtown. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bad movie. You have to watch it. I know. Yeah, that's. <laughs> it's entertaining though. Like it you're is. entertained the whole way through. The weird thing for me is I kept asking out loud, "Who wrote this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
because there's so many opportunities for great one-liners, and there's none. Yeah, there's I know. not a single one in the whole movie. Or like weird comments. Well, yeah, because like Roddy Piper is like the one-line king. Like all his all his bad movies have great one-liners in them. Like they live. I've come to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> what about eat lead froggies? That was a good. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's got better. He does. I like the. What is it? What does Toady say when he's torturing him? And uh, that was that was Bull that was torturing. Oh, him, wasn't okay, it? yeah. I can't remember what he oh, says. Oh, so like, bad. I wish I could remember. I should <laughs> it down. He said uh, that's when he when the chainsaw dies, right? Yeah. 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 The chainsaw. <laughs> the chainsaw, yeah, the chainsaw dies. Yeah. Like, what now? Get more gas. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now what? What do you think? To get more gas. Like, why? Why even have the chainsaw? <laughs> I know. How is he going to get through the chastity belt without it, really? Yeah. yeah, and then he gets more gas, so I was off the chastity belt, and the end of the torture scene. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really torture. He's not really. Gonna Congratulations, be. you just It's torture my because the girl's earring keeps turning on during the dance yeah, of the three snakes or but whatever. Then, but then he cuts it off, and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't the dance of the twelve snakes, it was when they were preparing her for it. Yeah. Or the three snakes. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say twelve, Jesus, three's enough. Yeah, three is more than enough three. when you find out what the three snakes are. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Turns out it's not snakes, no. it's he has a tricock for some reason. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So that yeah, nuclear holocaust made Mutants in this one, yeah. frog people. Yeah, and it took uh, it took ten ten days of bombing to end the world in this movie. That was five. No, that's boy and his dog. It was the world ended in five days. Oh, how comes the frog town? It was a ten day war, and then it was over. That was it. Uh, well, that makes sense. It's not gonna last very long. And then ten years after after the last day of the bombing is when the movie starts. So ten years after the apocalypse, whereas Eli was thirty years. So they're in much rougher shape in Book of Eli than they are in Hell Comes to Frogtown. Definitely. They've still got gas. Yeah. They've yeah. got they've got a lot of things. You got pink cars. Yeah. Pink Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Those are cool. That was a cool car actually. <laughs> With the the diamond plate on the uh, yeah. on the windows. Yeah. It's great armor. It is great armor. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh Hell did not want to get in that thing though. No. Yeah, well. Yeah, and I'm. Uh, I don't know if I don't think you've seen Kung Kung uh, Pao. No, I haven't. Uh, we'll we'll do an episode on that one at some point. We should do a Steve Odenkirk episode actually. Oh my God. Odenkirk, sorry. No, Odenkirk. <laughs> yes. It's Bob Odenkirk. Yes, and Steve Odenkirk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Holy cow. Are you confused? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Better call Saul. <laughs> That's uh, Bob, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so where I was going with that is. Uh, I think that they trained what's her name, the blonde woman, Spangle. Sponge, Spangle, oh, Spangle. Sponge. <laughs> I think they trained her in the seductive arts wrong on purpose because they think it's funny. Just like they train Wimp Low wrong because it's funny. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> because she erotic at all. Yeah, there's nothing seductive about anything she does in the movie. Well, wait a minute here. Oh, we're gonna get no, the alternate point of view. <laughs> oh, you fooled us. Yeah, we thought we were gonna get one of the like half dozen people that thought that one was attractive. Uh, I hope I hope she doesn't listen to this and hate us. <laughs> it's not well, that she like, wasn't attractive, it's just the way she was Yeah, the way she's presented be, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, erotic and stuff was just... And not, like, no one should ever wear that white lingerie ever, no. ever. And those, or those glasses. Those giant 80s glasses don't yeah. work for anybody. No, I don't care who you are, not attractive. 
Well, and I mean, when she's doing that dance of seduction for him, like, posing, that's clearly meant to be a joke. Yeah. <laughs> because the woman's just cleaning her gun going like, uh, no, this is not <laughs> happening for you, lady. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's nothing seductive about that. It looks like like a Japanese ter- tea ceremony. It looks too rehearsed to be seductive. It's weird that you just threw in tea ceremony. Well, I was... I, that was the first thing that came into my head. What? what, what, what tea ritual? ceremony, ordering lipstick and underwear. Yeah, that's <laughs> you guys right. are weird. <laughs> We're weird. Yeah. Should we talk about some of the things you say off the air? <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, here we go. We can't go off the air. Here we go. Huh? No, not fair. No? Off the air? Is that a bounce? Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll say something dumb on the air at some point, I'm sure. Well, Probably, we, yeah. we will all do it at least once. Yeah, I know. You're right. Yeah, like, it's not dumb. It's just. Weird. Once or okay, fair. <laughs> we will all reveal our weirdness at some point. Yeah. We're not weird, are we? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, fake that one. Yeah. if we live in a bigger city, we might not seem as weird, but <laughs> <laughs> being in a town of 15,000 people? 5,000. 5, people? Way over shooting it here. 5,000 people? There's, uh, <laughs> we stand out pretty, pretty strongly. I wish we had 15,000. We'd probably have like a better coffee shop. Fair. <laughs> uh, I felt I thought that Bull was kind of an idiot, and he laughs for no apparent reason yeah, throughout the whole right. movie. And then like a crazy, stupid he, laugh. Yeah, he'll just well, yeah. nothing will happen. He'll just start laughing <laughs> maniacally. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. The, the whole character seems really weird to me. Yeah. Like half thought out. Like the director didn't know what to tell him to do. <laughs> yeah, just just laugh randomly whenever you feel like it. Yeah, just just. Do whatever you feel. Yeah. Have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> Act like you're really enjoying the scene. I liked uh, Commander Toady and his ball and Mercedes symbol around his neck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you know he's in charge, because he is, has the Mercedes symbol that's around right. his neck. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, what, that's what stands for pimping in the future. <laughs> the apocalyptic future. You don't have a Mercedes. Just the piece from the front of it. Yeah. That's all you get. Um, at the end... I'm jumping way ahead here. But at the end of Hell Comes to Frogtown, Hell ends up killing that lawman that he meets at the beginning of the film. The guy who arrests him in the first place. The same way Eli kills people. He hears the guy's foot slide on the ground, turns around and fires. Which is the same as the gunfight in Book of Eli. Yeah. Eli doesn't kill any of those people in that gunfight until until they make a sound. He fires where the gunshots are coming from, or where people are running, or people yelling. Yeah. And podcast to podcast link, that's the same rock from Bill and Ted and Star Trek. Yes. Yeah, that rock where he kills that guy is the same place where Bill and Ted die. That rock is a lot of work. It and does, it, yeah. And it's kind of funny, too, because it's more like the Gorn... Like he, he fights Bull on that rock, which ties into the Kirk-Gorn fight yeah. from Star Trek. Yeah. It's an amphibian, not a lizard, but <laughs> it's similar. <laughs> For biology people out there, yeah. Yeah. a little pissed. Yeah. For those pedants out there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a lot of notes for Frogtown. No, I mean, you really can't like really it. Uh, explain it to people. Yeah, you just gotta you watch it. You have to watch it. it. Yeah, it's... And don't expect a lot. Yeah, don't expect it to be a good movie, because no. it's really, really bad. No, Once watch it with some friends who will laugh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, watch it with friends who enjoy B-movies, because that's, that's yeah, have the to, audience need to be with. You have to enjoy b Yeah, exactly. Because if you don't like B-movies, this is not a movie for you. No, definitely not. Because it's, it's like the low end of the B-scale. Yeah. It's really dirty, really badly written, not well-directed, not good cinematography. No. Once you see the uh, 
whatever they spent the, f- all their money the heck that is they put on this junk. Yeah, that bit. <laughs> you know it's going to be bad. <laughs> oh, you know, property of the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I like Roddy Piper's movies, but as soon as you see his name in a movie, you know what you're getting yeah. into. You're not going to get uh, a good movie. I used to watch wrestling because of Roddy Piper. He was very entertaining, he and he still is. Yeah. It, it, the way he delivers his lines is just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Schindler's List. Or... I would watch that movie. <laughs> It would be bad, but I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> bad in a good way, though. Uh, also, when we get to the to the end of the movie, Hell somehow falls in love with the least attractive woman in the vehicle. Yeah. He's got these, what, five fertile women who are all pretty attractive. And ready to go. And he chooses the woman who can't seduce a rock. <laughs> well, and it's funny because he doesn't really know her. Not no. really. Like... No, he has not. She has no personality to speak of, so no. it's not like he fell in love with her personality. He's not attracted to her physically throughout the movie, apparently until the end. Yeah, like she she tries to have sex with him early in the movie, and he's well, she doesn't really try to have sex with him. She she tries to get him aroused. Yeah, because she thinks that being in a constant state of arousal is good for his potency. <laughs> but she shocks him as soon as he tries to do anything. I know. Yeah. Like. That's just going to give them bad associations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be uh, Pavlov's dog. Yeah. Only it's not going to be a good thing. No, it's going to be bad. Instead of drooling when he hears a bell, he's going to he's gonna turtle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turtle up. <laughs> All the males in the audience will know that for sure. Uh, boyfriends, explain to your girlfriends what that is if they look confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I'm out of notes for Hell Comes to Frogtown. I don't know if anyone else has anything to talk about for there, for that particular film. I got a surprising amount of notes for Boy and His Dog, though. Do you? I got almost two full pages. Holy man. <laughs> Better get at it then, eh? Yeah, I think so. Since we're probably well over half an hour in, it looks like 40 minutes. Almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Time to jump into the third movie, I guess. <laughs> a Boy and His Dog, starring Don Johnson. Yeah. Well, and I like how right off the bat you're like, what caused the Holocaust? Because yeah. there's like a bajillion yeah. scenes of mushroom clouds. <laughs> they just show shot after shot of <laughs> nuclear explosion. That was good. <laughs> I'm over like, and wow. Over and over again. They really want to hammer this point home. Yeah. yeah, it's not subtle. It's not subtle. It's not subtle at all. <laughs> I feel like copying in Gene saying it's not subtle from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> They want to get that out of the way early so you have no questions yeah. as to yeah. how this all started. Yeah, so they don't have to explain it later. No, exactly. Even though it's pretty clear. <laughs> like, it's like not the kind of dog you would expect. No. Like, it is they the kind of dog you would dog. expect to be, like, man's best friend. They say, they said it was a, a police dog, but I don't know how true that is. That could just be a story that Blood told to Vic. Mm-hmm. Because not everything Blood tells Vic is entirely true. Like he gives him a lot of factual information, but he also sprinkles lies in there, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I just want to mess with him. It's well, awesome. Like, the dog's, like, super pissy, you? and it's great. Yeah. Well, he calls him Albert all through the movie, even though his <laughs> name know. is Vic, which is an allusion to, uh, when you say, uh, Bright Kate, Idea Kate Einstein. Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's making fun of his intelligence the entire movie. <laughs> and I didn't catch that the first time I watched this movie. Like, why does he keep calling him Albert? And then I, it, it clicked. At some point after watching it, I'm like, oh, okay, he's making fun of how stupid Vic is. Yeah. How he can't really remember anything. Like, even when he's he's recounting history to to Aquila, 
which is the girl he he yeah. meets in the movie. Another interesting female name. Yeah. Yeah. Much more attractive than the one in the previous movie. Yeah. Though. Spunk or whatever. <laughs> Spangle. Sorry. Spangle. <laughs> Spunk, sponge, spank. Yeah. Spunk is going to mean right. something else to our, our English listeners. Uh, yeah, so I kind of like all of the little things that Blood throws in there. Like when um, Vic is getting it on with that chick, Quill, Quilla. Quilla. Sponge. <laughs> Quilla Sponge. When he's getting it on with Sponge. Um, he's getting on with Sponge? <laughs> I like that he's like, they're doing it, and he's quoting Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah once more right. in the breach, my friend. Like, <laughs> oh, he's like so over it. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. They need to get him a lady dog. Yeah, I'm not sure how many there are. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, the telepathic communication in the movie is two way. Yeah, that they have such a strong connection. They they don't have to speak. Like Vic doesn't have to speak out loud for Blood to hear him. Yeah. Well, I like that they use the. Um, this, the ping noise when he's searching when he's searching yeah. yeah so you know right away what he's doing yeah even though the dog is just lying there not actually doing anything at all <laughs> yeah you can you can see it sniffing but you wouldn't really get an idea of what was happening I think yeah without that sound it's really effective for something so simple yeah. it really is and it's it's a little distracting at first but then you you're like <laughs> like at first I'm like what the hell is happening and then I realize oh yeah he's looking for women yeah yeah he's doing what he was asked yeah what a good dog! Yeah, he is a good dog. He waits. He waits outside of the uh, the underground for him. Yeah, oh. way longer than he w- than a person would have. I know it's like it's like Fry's dog all over again. Oh my! <laughs> uh, did you ever watch Futurama? No, I never did. There was an episode where uh, the main character Fry had a dog in the past, and after he got frozen, it turns out that the dog had waited for him every single day. Until the dog died. At the died. pizzeria, until he died. Oh, really? It's like the saddest scene in television history, hands down. Yeah. Because it, it plays a, a Patsy Cline song, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'll Wait For You Forever or something like that. Yeah. And it's it really rips your heart apart. Like, yeah. I cry. Because the whole episode... Oh, this freaking Futurama episode is really? so sad. Yeah, yeah. The whole episode, Fry is debating with himself whether he should... They find a, his fossilized dog and... The professor is like, well, we can uh, re-unfossilize him, because the professor does all kinds of crazy shit like that. <laughs> and uh, so Fry is having this internal struggle whether he should revive his dog or not. And at the end, he decides not to because, you know, he feels like the dog had a had a rich, full life. And then it turns out, after he makes that choice, that the dog waited for him until the day that the dog died. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It is the saddest thing on television I've ever seen, actually. Yeah, and it's weird because it's such a, it's such a silly comedy show. You wouldn't expect deeply emotional moments like that, but people got really mad because they did. What was that? Was that like the crossover Simpsons, Futurama crossover where they brought the dog back for a couple seconds in like the wrong city? People were like, "You can't play with us like that. Like that's like torturous," and fans were like super mad about yeah, it. Like, it was all over the internet. People were losing their minds because they're so attached to this dog. Yeah. Well, and a lot, a lot of people got mad because they didn't want to see the dog. Yeah. It's like, it's just a sad reminder. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, that was a serious moment in television history and you can't just use it to get some viewership that's awful. <laughs> yeah, people were really attached to this dog. 
But yeah, I was pretty sad when he comes back up and Blood is like not doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Blood was not well. He well, wasn't he wasn't okay before they went down, but he got you know, worse as uh, while they went down. The battle there. And yeah, like, he got dog. messed up when he fought that dog. Yeah. Biggest spoiler on the planet. Then they eat her. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this eat, one this they one eat I eat sponge. That was hilarious. This one I really didn't want to give away because not only is it hilarious, but it's it's so unexpected. Yeah. yeah. But like of course. When that bitch is like, let's just leave the dog, man. He's yeah. gonna die anyway. I'm like, you're fucking done for, man. Yeah, he's gonna ditch your ass because yeah. you don't, you don't do that. No, you don't well, do that. That's I your thought dog. for sure that he was definitely gonna kill her. I wasn't expecting the was gonna feed her. Yeah, to blood, feed her to blood. Yeah, to, yeah. to sustain. <laughs> Smart though. Good yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they take the leftovers with them. Yeah, yeah, because blood is like, uh, we'll walk for today, and later on, you might have to cook up what's left. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, you just look at their face, like at his face when she's saying that stuff. Is yeah. like, no, bitch. And as soon as she says, "I love you," we know she's doomed. Yeah. Because exactly. she doesn't love him. That's just another one of her attempts at manipulating him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all she's done the entire time she's known him. Yeah. No, you're not coming between a boy and his dog, man. It's not happening. Well, and I feel like this, like a boy and his dog, is actually a love story, not like a romantic <laughs> love story, though. It's uh, about also feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> It's more <laughs> of a strong love. feelings. It is, dog, yeah. <laughs> more a love story between a boy and his dog. Those two do love each other very yeah. clearly. Yeah, yeah. They've well, yeah, been. He could leave. He says, "I'll go over the hill in a bit," and he never does. And yeah. and blood, from the sounds of it, basically raised Vic. Yeah. And he's taught him everything he knows. Yeah. Everything he's known, everything he's learned to survive, has come from blood. Yeah. And blood survival pretty much depends on on uh, Vic because one dog out in the wilderness isn't going to be able to find food for himself. Not in open cans. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs are tough. good for cans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did, I, that reminds me uh, when he goes into the uh, the movie house. <laughs> yeah, that's right. At the beginning, he, he gives the guy a can. The guy's like, "Well, what is this?" Oh yeah, He's peaches. Like, it's peaches. Yeah, it's, it's a giant can of beets. Yeah. <laughs> But the guy can't read. He says to the guy, well, how am I supposed to know it's peaches? He's like, you can read, can't <laughs> So then just he just accepts dick. it. Ha yeah. ha, literacy. <laughs> literacy is funny. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, you illiterate idiot. <laughs> Cost him a tin of sardines and a can of beet slash peaches to get into that movie. Yeah. Yeah. For old school porn. I know. Really old school. Those were weird movies too. Yeah, I know. They weren't. I don't think they were all porn. It sounded like there was some violent stuff going on in some of them. Although there could have been rape scenes, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what movies they were watching. In these worlds. Yes, they do. Rape is a common theme across all these movies. Yeah, it's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, and when I was on IMDb, I kind of liked one of the arguments that, like, why are none of these guys trying to keep any of these women around? Well, in a boy and yeah. his dog, they they make reference to that fact. Vic, uh, right at the beginning of the movie, Vic finds a woman. Well, Blood finds a woman, and Vic goes down in the hole after she's been raped, and she's like, he's like, well, why? They didn't have to cut her. They didn't have to kill her. They could have used her three or four more times. No, I know, but I mean actual companionship. No, I know, but I mean, <laughs> like, because that's just an extra mouth to feed. There is that. <laughs> Although you you wouldn't have to feed him that long. No. <laughs> you guys are horrible. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> throughout history, like, you're not going to propagate your species or 
No, and, not, and there is a need to do that. Like, I'm not sure. Human beings have a need to cr- create more humans. Like, I'm not sure any of the people that are in charge in these places are very concerned with continuing the species. It doesn't seem like it. I know, but that's what I don't understand is that there would be. Yeah. Like, if we learn anything from history and, like, shitty times in history, that's still important. Yeah. Like, never have has history or any group of people anywhere in the world been like, let's, let's like, kill all the women. Although, to like, be fair... They're really not nice to women. Yeah. But, like, they're not destroying them all. Like, that's bizarre. Well, in Book of Eli, they actually... That was more realistic. The hijackers use women to lure victims in. Well, and there are women living in those towns. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I mean, no one's doing well, but at least it's they're living as a society. Same with the Hell Comes Frogtown. Uh, I just I'm, thought a boy and his dog was kind of extreme. <laughs> I feel like I feel like in the world of a boy and his dog that the, that world is doomed. There's no way the human population is going to come back. Not if they keep up no. doing what they're doing. Well, and there's yeah. no there's no vegetation anywhere. Life is just going to die out slowly eventually. Yeah. Well, and with the underground people, I thought it was interesting because both societies are totally evil. Yeah. Both are. Yeah. Just one hides it in a nicer, prettier. Yeah, they hide it behind package. a prettier veneer. Yeah. But that's all it is, is a veneer. It's just a, yeah. it's just for show. It's like, we're going to milk you and then toss you out, and anyone who doesn't agree with our stuff will go to the farm. farm. Yeah, you'll get farmed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was, cl- I thought that was a, a funny way to, to talk about a death penalty. Yeah. Yeah, going to farm you out. <laughs> it's, it's less, I guess people in the community feel as bad about sending people to a farm than putting them on death row. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Even though the farm doesn't What was with the makeup? I don't know what was with the makeup. I, Does anyone know? I don't know exactly, but I feel like it's uh, something to do with the retro stuff in uh, like Fallout. You know, the Fallout games, how they yeah. have... Everything is kind of 1950s style. Okay. I feel like it's kind of from the, the films or orientation videos or propaganda stuff that they were put down there with. Yeah. It's just something they've picked up from the, the pieces of the old world that they're familiar with. Oh, um, okay. Like how they all wear creepy overalls and those big yeah. frilly dresses. Yeah. Yeah, they're all stuck in the past. Yeah. And I, I think that... Well, she said she was from Oklahoma, right? So maybe they just have, like, a video of the movie Oklahoma, and that's what they're basing everything off of. <laughs> that, could, that would make sense, because that, that looks a lot like sage makeup. Yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. I figured it out! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and for all I know, there might be an answer out there, but I didn't I didn't do enough research to no, actually find out. No, I didn't find, find one, no. No, I tried to look too. I didn't. No one seemed to know. Yeah, I like the. It was uh, just guesses. That was it. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Well, and there's there's a lot of things like that. Like, what are the screamers? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. From the description, they sound like ghouls from Fallout, like a combination of a ghoul and a and a mutant. Yeah. But to me, this whole the whole boy and his dog thing, it feels like Fallout was based on this world almost, because they're very similar. There's the vaults, which is exactly like the underground. There's the small border towns. There's even a character in Fallout 2 named Vic who has a dog named Blo- uh, Dogmeat. Oh, really? So I, I feel like that character was a reference to this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the uh, the irony in it that Vic, who's like a crazy misogynist, ends up getting totally raped at yeah. the end of the movie yeah. <laughs> over and over again, like just milked, just essentially. Milked, yeah. Uh, and as much of a misogynist as he is... He's like the least misogynistic person in that entire world. Yeah, which is bad. That's, That's really bad. Because <laughs> as soon as he meets Quilla, 
he intends to rape her. He full on intends to rape that's her. Right, yeah. But I guess that's just the accepted practice in this world. It's not. I don't agree with it. Well, who's gonna tell him no? Who's, well, exactly. There's no one. There's no. Yeah. There's no law in this. There's no law it. in this world except in the towns, and those are ruled entirely by the people in there. Well, and that's not even effective. No. Like, three weirdos making all the rules. Like, oh, this dog must have talked to this guy, so we're gonna kill it. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> A little white terrier. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. Send, the, send the dog to the farm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you talk to him? Like, why would it answer you? It's a dog. Yeah. What'd you and Vic talk about? Come on, we want to know. Now, how about it, boy? I mean, we're going to find out anyway, so... Why don't you just tell us and it'll make it easier on all of us, huh? What do you say, huh? How about it, boy? The farm, immediately. (laughs) Apparently, they just think that Vic can talk to all dogs. (laughs) Yeah. Because they've been following, they follow him for a while before they actually send Quilla out. They call, they refer to Quilla as Cheese because yeah. she's the bait for the trap. Yeah. But uh, you see, you, you see what appears to be one person standing there watching Vic in the opening sequence. Yeah, with those slippers on or whatever the heck. They have yeah, they're there. like, uh, they're like what you wear at the hospital. Yeah, hospital. The little booties you put yeah. on the hospital. I'm guessing so they don't bring, they don't contaminate the underground when they go back. Yeah. But. Uh, then it, then they turn sideways as Vic run, runs off with the food, and uh, it turns out that there's three people watching him, which are the three people who are actually on the council in the underground. Creepy, creepy council. Yeah. Yeah, everyone is super creepy in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that whole underground world was creepy as hell. Yeah. And, and I, the makeup I, just added to it. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> I liked how uh, Vic hated it there, not because of how creepy it is, but because of how manipulative the people are. Yeah. He's like, I just want to go back to the surf and get into a, a fas- an old-fashioned fight over a can of beans. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. At least then you know what you're fighting about. Exactly, so it's, yeah. it's honest. Yeah, it's... It's horrible, but it's real. Well, yeah. and that's the thing. He, he would rather live in the honest, horrible world than in the idyllic, quotes, Horrible world. <laughs> idyllic, horrible world. The, the, the lesser of the two evils for him is the straightforward world where... People will screw you to your face. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I also think it has the best final line of any movie ever made. <laughs> she had marvelous judgment, if not particularly good taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so good. There's my loud notebook. There we go. Got to get that in at least one episode. Page once an episode. Two. That's right. It's okay. We've had lots of squeaky chair. Yeah. <laughs> I really need to get a new chair. We just need to oil this one. Yeah, that thing looks like it's seen better days. That's yeah, for sure. it's it's yeah, it's definitely seen better days. Having a hard time. It would have been nice if I had bought something with real leather instead of this plastic, put onto a material. <laughs> but whatever, it does its job. It only has to hold me up while I while I play games on the computer. So, and it's doing a good job at that. Yeah, it's just not doing so good at the podcast where it makes lots of noise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the uh, fifth person in the room. Yeah. yeah. It's like goes Sarah, Sarah Dylan, Derek, Boo, <coughs> Chair. <laughs> Notebook. Notebook. I thought it was interesting that how they uh, they decided that Vic had to marry all the women that he was going to impregnate. Yeah. So they have a little ceremony before they, they pump the sperm out of him for that particular woman. Yeah. Which, I mean... He at first he's all pumped that he's gonna get to ha- he's gonna get with all these women. That's right. He just doesn't realize that he's getting hooked up to a milking machine. <laughs> yeah. He's getting milked like a cow. Yeah, it's not. It's 
doesn't look at all pleasant for him. No. It looks to be about on par with Hell's Shock <laughs> yeah. chastity belt. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great device. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have it on. Yeah, if, it, if it's not <laughs> on you. If it's not on you, yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting when I was watching them, because I kind of had the question, were there Holocaust stories before the 40s? Like, I, I didn't really think the about nuclear, it. Before nukes were invented? And I mean, clearly there are, right? Because when I started looking into it, I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> All these titles that I'm yeah, totally familiar like with. Yeah, Mary Shelley's Last Man, it's just about the plague, destroying the world, or H.G. Yeah. Wells' Time Machine and War of the Worlds. I'm like, oh, I'm stupid. Yeah. Like, I hadn't really thought about it, but it's funny because they all mirror what was going on at the time. Like, plague was a very real issue. Yeah. Well, we kind of re- reference that, that these movies are a product of their time, the nuclear age, the Cold yeah. War, when nuclear war was a real threat. Like, Book of Eli is the one that takes place way af- is set way after that, so it feels a little bit weird, but nuclear, it's still a threat, potentially, but no one's willing to use them. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like how, when I was reading, they were talking about, in Japanese culture, there was nothing relating really to sci-fi before the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and then we get Godzilla and yeah. Kira and Nausicaa and all of those like really great movies about nuclear holocaust yeah i mean godzilla is like amazing and it's everywhere everyone loves godzilla yeah except for the town of tokyo the, the tokyo. one the one driver <laughs> the one driver at work did not like he, the new godzilla well and, and that's fair i mean i loved it but i'll as long as there's a monster destroying cities i'm down he's one of the few people that i've talked to that actually likes that version less than the matthew broderick version what that's wrong I'm sorry. yeah he prefers the sorry, matthew driver. broderick version Driver. So sorry that, to, that movie is really entertaining, but it's terrible. It's terrible. I don't consider it. It shouldn't I don't be called a Godzilla, Godzilla movie. movie. No, it's an awesome monster movie. <laughs> I think it's entertaining, but it's not a good Godzilla movie. Yeah, as a prequel to Cloverfield, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think the best post-apocalyptic crazy film that the Japanese ever did was Akira. I mean, argue with that one. It's great. Have you seen Akira? I have not seen it. We'll have to do a show on that. Yeah, I watched it when I was a kid. Oh really? Yeah. Didn't get it at all. Didn't get it at all. <laughs> Even when I was in university, I'm like, I think I'm starting to understand this movie now. Like, <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah, after you were taking, like, film lit courses. Well, I took science fiction film and we studied it. <laughs> yeah, I was starting to get my head around it. Yeah. yeah. That was a funny course because it gave us our outline, our syllabus for the semester, and there were, like, six or seven movies that we should watch in sci-fi film, and um, I owned, like, all of them but one. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get to that show, we'll have to Sarah will have to explain it to us. Yeah, because she has oh actually God. she's actually been in a class where they studied the the film. It's hard though. It's so I know weird. it is. It's such a weird movie. Hard to explain. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'd be better though. Like since you'll be watching it for the first time as an adult, it might make a huge difference. It's kind of uh, it's kind of transhumanist too, right? Like where where does the line between human and technology end if both are the same? Well. If that makes any really sense. Technology, <laughs> it's the mind. Uh, it's bizarre. I don't. I have to watch it again anyway. Yeah, we won't talk about that right now because we will sound dumb. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's. I know I'd sound crazy. dumb if I tried to talk about it. It's a really complicated it. movie. I've never seen it. <laughs> it's a really complicated movie, and a lot of stuff happens. Yeah. When yeah. did it come out? Nineties, early nineties. No. Eighties. No, yeah. Eighties. It's old. Maybe early nineties is when I saw it for the first time. Eighty-eight. Oh, same year as How Comes the Frogtown. Oh, what a good year for movies. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that one is a good movie, actually. How Comes the Frogtown is a good B-movie. <laughs> like, Akira has an 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Which is impressive. Nothing stays that high for No, yeah. right? Frogtown, I thought that was around 8. No. I think that's more like three. Yeah. It's one of the best anime movies ever made, hands down. Like, yeah. And there's not a lot of argument against that. Yeah. That was back when people were still calling it Japanimation. Japan yeah. One of the, and one of, just one of the best sci-fi films, period. Like, yeah. It's awesome, but weird. And it was uh, it was a manga first. I, mean, I find a lot of For those unfamiliar with the, uh, with the lingo, manga is uh, Japanese comic books. But like a lot of these were books. Like... The Stand was a book, clearly, and then a movie. Uh, I Am Legend movie. Was several movies. Based on a book. Walking Dead, based on a comic book. Like, they're all... Uh, Boy and His Dog is actually based on a book by Harlan Ellis. Ellison? It, yeah, you said the yeah. dude that wrote Terminator. Yeah, he was he was given uh, credit for s- story ideas. He didn't actually write the story, but a lot of the ideas came from his stories. Yeah. Well, and, and that's typical too. Like, yeah, iRobot is based on Asimov's Three Laws, but there's no iRobot full story. Like, the movie yeah. is not a story. Same with. Uh, well, there is a. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Blade Runner. Was very short. Yeah, yeah. and then they turned it into Blade Runner. Um, Total Recall, the short story, is actually like 10 pages long. Oh, yeah. That they turned it into a movie. So they take all these, like, short movies and then go, like, nutso with them. Yeah. And add, like, aliens with three boobs. There's, there's, a, couple <laughs> of, there's a couple short stories that I've read that yeah. I, I think would make really good movies, actually. Uh, the one that I read there when I was coming up with that theory on Lost about uh, there's a story called Tlon Ukbar Orbis Tridius or something like that. It, the idea is, in that story is that uh, it was written by a philosopher and he was a proponent of the idea that our thoughts can influence reality. So if you get enough people to believe a certain thing, it and will it affect true. reality. Oh, yeah? And the the story is about a, a secret group uh, trying to change the world into this place, Tlon. Uh, Tlon is supposed to be a place. Ukbar is... Or, uh, Tlon is a city. Ukbar is a, a country. And Orbis Tridius is the third planet, so it's Earth, but there... I don't want to get into it too much, because it's a really complicated story, and I'm going to oversimplify. Yeah. But I feel like it would make a really good movie. Yeah. Kind of like a, a Lovecraft-style movie. When you were talking, it just reminded me of, like, When the Walls Fell. Shaka, When the Walls Fell? Yeah. <laughs> talking in metaphor? Yeah. <laughs> Funny yeah. words. Yeah, we're going all over the place here. Yeah. Now we're into Star Trek. I'm all out of notes. I don't know about anything. Yeah, else. no, I'm out of notes too. I just thought all of that history on apocalyptic stories was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I just know a lot about sci-fi literature because of that, of course. Yeah. And also because I just want to read it. <laughs> just because <laughs> I like it. Fair point. <laughs> we made it to an hour and four minutes. Oh, and it's good. Yeah, it was good, I think. We stayed super on topic. Yeah, yeah we did. That never happens. Let's re-record. <laughs> <laughs> Something, something, Walking Dead spoiler, etc., yeah, etc. Et <laughs> Speaking of Walking Dead spoiler. <laughs> well, the, the season's over now. We can't talk about it for two yeah, months. Boog doesn't right. want you to spoil it. See, she just told you. According to the official spoiler rules... Boog, according to the official spoiler rules, we can't talk about it for two months. 
<laughs> oh, because it's a finale? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a season finale. If it was a series finale, it's like a year, I think. Oh, yeah. Which makes sense to me. That makes, yeah. But I mean, there's got to be limits. Yeah. Like, oh my god, we just told people how the end of a 1974 movie ends. Too bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen these movies by now, tough titties. Yeah, you haven't seen the movie and you're listening to us talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> you ruined it for yourself. Yeah. Especially Frogtown. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we ruined that one badly. <laughs> <laughs> that ending is a huge twist. It is. I just didn't see that coming. <laughs> I didn't see him falling in love with that blonde No, woman. I thought he was going to hook up with all those other girls. If that's the twist we're talking about, I didn't <laughs> yeah. see that coming. I actually thought he was going to hook up with the uh, other girl there who was... With the machine gun? Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping that. Yeah, she's... She was far more attractive. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's still not super hot, but she's better than the blonde. That's right. I guess he can't be too picky in the post-apocalyptic world. Well, he could have had his choice. She wanted to sleep with him earlier. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so should we think about wrapping her up? Sure. Does yeah, anyone else have anything else to say? Yeah, people have enough of us by now. Yeah. <laughs> At the hour mark, people usually shut it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we don't uh, know what we're going to talk about next week yet, do Yeah, we? we haven't even decided. Oh, well, we'll figure that out. We'll let people know somehow. Somehow. Keep keep, uh, keep checking on the Twitter and the Facebook page. We'll let you know. We'll think of something good. Yeah, follow me and Derek on Twitter. We'll let you know. Sarah never uses Twitter, so... No, but so I live on Tumblr, so... If yeah. you like Tumblr... Sarah is 100% in charge of the Tumblr. I have never... I don't go there. I don't go there. <laughs> I don't go to there. I don't I don't use Tumblr the same way Sarah doesn't use Twitter. Yeah, I just... I love Tumblr. But I'm I'm a visual person. There you go. Clearly. Yeah, so... And I wasn't And there's all the fan arts up there and all the stuff I draw in full because you can't see the full drawing on the... Yeah, on the, the podcast, on SoundCloud, yeah. it cuts them off because it only allows 800 by 800 pixel images. Yeah, so you can see... The center of the picture. You can see gin, but you don't know it says fish, bitches. No. And that's, like... Yeah. That's the whole that's point of the, the picture. the whole point of it. It's amazing, so... So get to Tumblr and check it out. Yeah, check us out on Tumblr, check us out on Facebook, and follow me and Derek on, on uh, Twitter. Yes. That our uh, Twitter and all that will be... In here somewhere. It'll be... It's included in the uh, closing. Yeah. There you go. Because I didn't want to make the opening too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, truth is, I just didn't... I'm just too lazy to fix it. <laughs> I love your honesty. <laughs> like I said, I... Like, the, the opening and close sounds so chopped up because I'm too lazy to do it, to re-record it over again. Well, once we start getting famous, then we'll... Yeah, we'll, <laughs> then we'll clean it up a little bit. Well, once we have, like, licensed music for, yeah. the, uh, for the opening and close, then I'll fix it. <laughs> yeah. Until then, you're stuck with the choppiness. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Check it out next week. Whatever we're watching. That's right. Bye for now. So long! You want to say goodbye, sir? What? Oh. Uh, peace out. This has been Welcome to Planet Bob. If you know any shows or movies you think we should discuss, find me on Twitter, at King of Bob. That's at King underscore of underscore Bob. And Derek, you can find me at Lars M on Twitter, L-A-R-Z-M. And this is Sarah. I'm on Tumblr at Welcome to Planet Bob. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Welcome to Planet Bob. Thanks for listening to our show, and we hope you tune in next week.